So when we look at the, the spiritual struggle, God's people will ask as they wield the sword of the Spirit, who will believe our message? And maybe, maybe we'll be tempted to wonder as we look at the, the saints who went before us and struggled in that battle, who worked to proclaim God's word, was it in vain? They're now dust. And when we take up the mission to proclaim Christ and shine in his name, we're in a dark world and we can too begin to wonder, where does this end? He invites us to open up to the, the end of the story and to see the conclusion of the whole matter. We see how it ends, how the devil stands defeated, and how God's people are raised triumphant in glory. We've seen the conclusion of the matter. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, reaching out with rock solid hope in Rim Country. November 18th, 2018. Daniel 12, 1-3. Have you ever peeked forward to the end of a book just to see how it ends? Maybe you get to that point where it's just so intense and the suspense is so great that you just, you just want to see how things turn out in the end. Some might call that cheating as you're looking forward. Others might disagree. My wife, for one, is someone that typically will turn to the end of a book to figure out just how it finishes before she's really finished reading it. I've seen her doing this a number of times. And maybe you're one of those that when you're watching a movie or you know someone, they're, they're watching that movie and they say, what's going to happen? And they're asking in front of all the other people how the movie finishes. Wouldn't it be nice to know some things, such as how your life might conclude? That's a picture that certainly when times get difficult and life is stressful that we would like to know. Our God gives us that very picture of the, the conclusion of the matter as the story of your life and its conclusion is revealed in the chapters and pages of Scripture. So today we turn to Daniel chapter 12 and God shows us the conclusion of the matter, the end of the story of this world and the end of your story. Daniel was somebody that was given that, that glimpse of the very end of days. As you near the end of Daniel's book, you find one of the, the longest and most detailed prophecies recorded in Scripture. And there it, it fulfills and it shows all the things that would happen from Daniel's time up until the very end of time. This detailed prophecy of Scripture is spoken by one who Daniel sees in a vision. And Daniel says he's one who appears as a messenger from the Lord, and yet he seems to be more than that, as Daniel describes him as one who is like a man. And this one who speaks to Daniel like a man is described in such a light that it matches the description of the Apostle John as he describes Jesus appearing to his people in Revelation. And as this one speaks to Daniel, he reads from what is called the Book of Truth and unfolds the pages of history and reveals things in great detail that will come. And this isn't just a, a simple glimpse of what is to come. This is not a mere glance at the final chapters. No, this is a detailed and full account of how things will conclude, one which could only come from the author of history himself. In this vision, this prophecy, it reveals a struggle that will be taking place from the time of Daniel and onward. 
And it's a spiritual struggle, a conflict between the servants of God and the servants of his enemies, the devil and the evil angels. This only fulfills what was spoken of in the garden, that conflict mentioned way back in Eden of those who serve the Lord and serve Satan. And it says it will continue until the end of time. As you see that conflict, that's the very reason why men like Daniel were, were thrown to the lion's den, like those men that we heard about were thrown into the fiery furnace. Why Stephen in the New Testament and the apostles were killed for their faith. Why you see people still today persecuted, hurt, jailed because of their testimony of Jesus. That conflict is real and it is going on. And sometimes, because we don't see all that conflict, and it's not so clear before our eyes, we don't think about it as much as maybe we should. Consider all the the law enforcement that happens here in our community and on our highways. Consider all the the late-night pullovers on the highway, the secret undercover drug stings, all the, the things that are done by law enforcement officers as they daily face danger at any moment where they could be shot. But because they're in the background, because they're at night carrying out this work, we enjoy a measure of peace in our community and on our highways. Same thing with the the soldiers serving around the world. We don't see every report or hear everything that's going on. But it's still happening. So it is with the spiritual realm. We don't see and hear every report, but there is a spiritual struggle going on between the servants of God, his angels, and the forces of evil. That's what Daniel sees in this vision. The struggle that happens in the heavenly realms and which affects us here on this earth. Sometimes, yes, we'll we'll see parts of that struggle. As Christians, such as maybe you heard of Abraham ben Moses, an, an Indonesia man, who is jailed because of his testimony for Jesus. And similar men like him today in in China, Pakistan, Iran, Christians around the world who are facing jail and threats on their life because of their testimony of Jesus. And though we enjoy a measure of freedom, religious freedom in our country, the struggle is still going on. Lawsuits are going against churches, attacks against them because of their message. One of our Wells Ministries in a church in Wisconsin is currently facing an ordeal where the city has told them that they cannot teach and do what they teach. And so they're in a legal battle. And though it doesn't always play out in this world's courts and jails, it plays out in every individual life, that spiritual struggle against evil and the false teachings which are prevalent in a place of religious freedom as well. So God's people look and they they hear what is behind the scenes. Not as they hear the news reports, but as they look in Scripture and they see that picture. Daniel chapter 12 reveals for us, At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people will arise. Michael is one of the chief leaders of the angels. And Daniel sees him appearing to fight that spiritual battle against the forces of evil. And as sure as you and I pray, God deliver us from evil. Daily, he answers that prayer as he sends his angels to watch over his people. It's a real struggle. But Daniel's vision goes on that at that time, that is as the end draws near, 
this spiritual struggle will become something that gets even worse. He says, There will be a time of distress such as not happened from the beginning of nations until then. This struggle that God's people have, his angels, his servants, his people, will only get even worse as the end approaches. Jesus also foretells this struggle as he says, at that time there will be such a distress as not happened from the beginning of the world until then. And it's such a distressful time, he says, if God had not cut that time short, people would have fallen away. And Jesus asks in Luke 18, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? That great distress is accompanied by what Daniel says in chapter 12 here, the power of God's people apparently will be put down. So when we look at the the spiritual struggle, God's people ask as they wield the sword of the Spirit, who will believe our message? And maybe Maybe we'll be tempted to wonder as we look at the the saints who went before us and struggled in that battle, who worked to proclaim God's word, was it in vain? They're now dust. And when we take up the mission to proclaim Christ and shine in his name, we're in a dark world and we can too begin to wonder, where does this end? What does the final picture look like as we start to maybe sink into despair? That's why God gives us this picture He invites us to open up to the the end of the story and to see the conclusion of the whole matter. Here in Daniel 12, we see not just how it's going to end, but the outcome for us and all of God's servants. And here we find our comfort. He says, From that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. There will be deliverance. For God's people. For that Christian around the world dying in the sand as they're killed for their faith. For that Christian who not too many, not too long ago had to watch his own sons be crucified and then himself executed. For those who sit in jail around the world. For the struggles that you and I face each day to contend and hold to the faith. There will be deliverance. Before you begin to think, well, because I struggled enough or because I fought the enemy, I'm going to be delivered. No, it doesn't say that. Our deliverance does not depend on our struggle because the struggle has been won for us. The deliverance is for those whose names are written in the book. At your baptism, the triune God placed his name on you. And he says, you belong to me. And he gave you his spirit And the Spirit testifies that you belong to God. So that when that day comes, the angel of God will come and he will come to this world and he will see you and say, this is one who is to be delivered, whose name is recorded. You have your your heavenly passport with the, the inscription written, name recorded in the book of life and God's record. You will be delivered. And that deliverance doesn't come by our struggle in this battle. See, God did more than just send an angel to protect his people. His plan involved sending his son to bring deliverance to this world. The very son of God who here speaks to Daniel came to bring about that deliverance. He came to face that struggle against the devil in the flesh 
and came from the Father's side to be at our side. And when he began his work, he faced the devil one on one. He won the victory. And can you imagine how the spiritual forces of evil must have thought they won the day as they took that Son of Man, Jesus, the Son of God, and they arrested him, and he was scorned and despised and beaten. And how the the spiritual forces of evil must have shouted for joy as he's hanging there on the cross. And then, the very one who made us from the dust of the earth and gave life to this world himself, placed in the tomb. But that was our deliverance as he fought the enemy for us on his cross. Jesus, who could have called on Michael and all of the angels and said, get me out of this, did not. He came to deliver his people and to fight the enemy in their stead. Jesus, the Son of God, did not remain in his grave, but woke from death and lives in bright glory so that we know we will be delivered Jesus, the Son of God, tells you that you will be delivered and your name is written down. And what about those who have died? Daniel gives us that picture too. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake. That saint who was killed for their faith will awake. That loved one that that you know who fell asleep in Jesus' name will awake. Those who we mentioned from our congregation David Sweet, Jerry Baker, and all God's people will awake from the dust of death. And then Daniel gives us that final picture, the fate of everyone. Two very different fates. Multitudes who sleep in the dust will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. The fate of those whose Names are not found in the book of life. will join the devil and his angels in everlasting shame. But to those who trusted in the Lord, to those who came before him and relied on his deliverance from sin and death, will be everlasting life. The picture here is delivered from dust to bright glory. That believer who died, the saints who went before, not, not dead in defeat, but awaiting the victory in Christ. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. From the darkness of the grave and sin and death, delivered to a body that is raised to glory and brightness and life. It says here, those who lead many to righteousness. The saints before us spoke of Jesus and his righteousness. Those who were part of this congregation's history spoke of Jesus and led many others through that message to know him and to be built up in knowing his righteousness, his deliverance. And you, you are now those today who lead many to righteousness as your confession of faith, your witness, your support of the gospel leads others to know Jesus who delivers from death. It will not end in defeat. Those who are wise, like the stars forever and ever, wise through salvation, through faith in Christ. You have now been delivered. Your name's written in the book. When you look at the struggle, it's a pretty significant and intense struggle. The forces of evil that stand against us. But God's given you 
the conclusion of the matter. We see how it ends, how the devil stands defeated, and how God's people are raised triumphant in glory. We've seen the conclusion of the matter. The saints are woken to life everlasting and glory bright. The saints today shine with brightness as they lead others to see that righteousness in Christ. And we're delivered from dust to glory. It's the greatest story ever told. Our King and life forever after. As we see the King comes to wake the sleeping. Amen.